DW. A woman carries her toddler on her back and laundry on her head as she wades through the water along the shore of Niangai Island off the coast of Sierra Leone. Just two years ago, it was possible to walk along this stretch without getting wet. But rising sea levels have split the tiny island in two. This windy archipelago known as the Turtle Islands was once home to a bustling fishing community. But up to 500 people have been forced to leave in the past few years after their homes were washed away. The beach is now littered with the tattered remains of former family dwellings. Fisherman Suleiman Kabar built two houses on this island. The first one was lost to the rising waters. His second house is under threat now too. Sheets of blue tarp hold the fragile walls together. This is where I grew up and I've lived all my life here. It's where I built my house. First the water washed away the last trees and then it took my house with it. I built another house, but the water will soon take that one too. Now I've left the island and settled on a larger one nearer to the mainland. But starting a new life is expensive. Most people here live on no more than 10 cents a day. Suleiman Kabar couldn't afford to resettle his entire family on the mainland. His wife still lives on Niangai, while his children have been sent to stay with relatives. Suleiman now lives alone on the larger Sherbro Island. He tries to save some of the money he makes from fishing so that one day his family can join him. But even there, the threat of rising sea levels is very real. A few years ago, waves broke through the island's flood wall. In order to restore the damaged seashore, the municipality and the government found international partners to finance a new large-scale flood wall project. This time, it's vital to make the wall even stronger, to protect the island and its people from future flooding events, says Mayor Leominjo Sandy. We are worried that uh, if we are not proactive to take certain decisions you know, to restoring the sea face wall, and to also ensuring that we maintain our green mangrove cover, it will be disastrous for our people on Shabro Island. The new embankment will be almost two kilometres long and one metre taller than the highest tide ever measured on the island. But there is still a long way to go. The island is scattered with felled trees and chunks of discarded wood. Many islanders don't yet understand the danger of deforesting the island. Tree roots have naturally defended the islands from rising sea levels by slowing down the process of erosion. But people continue to cut down trees to use as both a building material and as a source of energy. It may be illegal, but they see no alternative. Galea Sasai is a fishmonger. She says the only way she can preserve her daily catch is by smoking the fish in a traditional smoking oven called a banda. The wood often burns for days on end. Like the, other time, the, last time, the last time we had visitors from an organization, they promised us a new drying oven. But that was more than eight months ago, and we have not seen them again. They haven't come back. Recently, the authorities have started to involve the local population in protection measures. 
Mangroves are being planted along bare strips of land. Fisherman Alpha Jalo checks on the young mangrove plants nearly every day. He explains how the roots will eventually bind the soil and protect it from being washed away in the rainy season. These mangrove roots will help the ground become stable again. If we do not plant here, the problems will remain. Houses will be lost and people will have to migrate again. Alpha Jalo says the mangroves and the embankment project give him hope for the future of Sherbro Island. But he knows that a lot more will need to be done to protect the homes and livelihoods of the thousands of people who still live on the archipelago. DW.